from Tulsa Tech, helping you make your own path with insights and information about the world of career training. The Tech Times podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of the Tech Times podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. Today we get to chat about all things transportation, including buses, fleet vehicles, and the folks who are part of the championship team that makes sure everything runs smoothly. Joining us today is Dave Rogier, transportation technician here at Tulsa Tech and our guru of student logistics. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Ryan. So our district in a lot, and depends on perspective, of course, but in a lot of ways, our district seems huge with 986 square miles um, in terms of our boundaries. And we get students from 14 different public school districts as well as homeschool and private schools. How many students about do we transport on any given day? Uh, we don't really count students on any given day. Oh, okay. We count students that are in the seat at the beginning of school because parents would not send them if there was not a bus running. So we've had people over the years, and it goes over about five to six years, uh, they'll say, we need to count on the buses and how many students. I said, okay, we'll be glad to help you with that, but it won't mean anything. He said, well, what do you mean? So I said, they may or may not be on the bus, but we get credit for them because the bus is running. Okay, so we don't actually keep a total of students riding the buses, but we kind of know about our ridership. We know um, from the high schools mm -hmm. how many would be attending tech, and they're the ones that could ride the buses, and a lot of them do, but then as they get cars or they get a job or parents said, that's enough of this. I'm not taking you to school this early, 6.30 in the morning to catch a ride. Here's the keys. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, ridership is up and down daily. How do, we, uh, how do we coordinate all of the transportation needs with our sending school partners? And how many buses do we run every day? If, we're not, if we don't count the students, how many buses? <laughs> well, it... It's changed, and I did, haven't counted the bus routes lately, but I've had that question um, just the other day. So I don't really know. Uh, with Tulsa Public going to Hub in the morning, we bring, they bring all of our students to Rogers High School. Then from Rogers, they take six buses to our campuses. Wow. So th there's 12 buses involved with that already, and then in the morning, you can account for at least 14 from our partner schools, um, whether they go to another high school or they go to another meeting place and shuttle in or they do that directly to our school. So there's some numbers out there I need to get, but they've changed recently uh, as we've done the hub. Oh, and so things change all the time. So all the time. How do you coordinate that with 14 <laughs> other plus other transportation directors, say, at, at other school districts? We get together um, hopefully before February of every year and look at things ourselves. Then we approach the schools or they approach us and say, hey, we can do this and we can do that. And they want to change things. And we do the same thing. So... That has gone, in some cases, to October before we get a contract in place. But uh, we always try and get it, the contract done before the school year starts, which we've done a lot better job with that. There seems the to be a lot of collaboration. A lot of collaboration, phones and cell phones. All right. Yeah, Sometimes I wish I had a buzzer, but, uh, you know, hot seat buzzer. But <laughs> phones and cell phones, they work well. 
Nice. Like so many districts across the state, we also need more bus drivers, I'm sure. What skills are needed to be a good bus driver? Um, new rules went into effect this last February and um, makes it a safer bus driver because they get additional training than just being able to pass a written test and a driving test. So um, entry-level driver training, and then there's uh, backing maneuvers. There's so many hours they have to work on doing backing maneuvers, practicing. And then over the road, again, there's so many hours they need to do uh, to be proficient before they even take their driver's skills tests. Um, so, Dave, you talked about all of the skills that are needed to be a good and safe bus driver, and obviously that's a great thing. Um, how do we attract those good bus drivers to become part of our organization, and what sort of commitment does that entail for those folks? Well, first, the commitment would be to um, do the training, and then it, with the entry-level driver training and the passing of the CDL driver's test, uh, the districts will also have training uh, locally and how they do their procedures, their routes, and such. So there's quite a commitment in time. Um, some of the districts will pay for their training, entry-level driver training, and put them on the payroll as maybe a bus driver's aid. So that's helpful. But otherwise, it's, it's quite an expense. So that's a commitment to come in. Uh, initially with time and then commitment uh, probably uh, builds up over time to retain them is not always the money because money isn't always there in every district especially our public schools it's hard to attract drivers because of money they can get better benefits and um, maybe even better money if they go to other areas even if they drive but um, liking kids and the commitment to kids and their education um, to their department and to their school district, that's a huge thing. If you um, care about kids and you're looking for a part-time type of work other than that initial time commitment, uh, this seems to be like a pretty viable opportunity for folks who are just kind of wanting to be a part of uh, the school system as well as um, exactly you know be engaged in the community exactly retirees that are looking for something that uh, is different or parents that need the same schedules as public schools children um, that's also an attractive issue for them to consider Dave I think people would love to know a little bit more about the man behind the curtain have you always worked in logistics or transportation no um, I've worked in logistics and transportation for Tulsa Tech over 29 years. Okay. Uh, well, not in transportation, but with Tulsa Tech for 29 years. I've been in the industry starting as an activity bus driver for Tulsa Tech, and then I became the um, transportation technician, scheduler, contracts, etc. cetera, um, after that, and been in this position probably... I want to say 25 years. Wow. Been wow. a while. So my contacts out there have been very helpful uh, with the partner schools, our professional organization, OAPT, Oklahoma Association of Pupil Transportation, has been very helpful 
in keeping me abreast of new things and our district as well. That sounds great. Beyond our buses, we also have a fleet, uh, fleet vehicles that employees can use for work and school travel. What's your secret for managing that inventory of trucks and cars? Um, getting the word out at this point, a lot of the campuses will have meetings at the beginning of the year to remind them, get their paperwork in. These vehicles are available and um, you don't want to wait at the last minute. And they always apologize and said, hey, we've got them, use them. So if we don't, we'll, you know, whatever is after that. But certainly we have them in the carpool or we can get them, whether it's a pickup truck or a van or a bus um, or a car, we have usually have them available. Lastly, we have a great team at our district service center that maintains all of our buses and fleet vehicles. Tell us how they do it all. Well, it's really a challenge now because a lot of them are driving. We have some districts that are short drivers and they'll call us up. Today I had two and we've been consistent with those two for the last couple weeks. Others have um, uh, joined uh, routes together, but um, our maintenance crews had a real challenge the last several weeks and months because we are doing routes for our partner schools. So they're so, kind of dual duty these days, dual, driving and maintaining vehicles. They're trying to. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to. They're doing their best uh, under the circumstances. But today I have three people driving routes this afternoon, and that's hard with the sports. Uh, sports have to go as well as the bus routes have to go. And right now the parents have to be very, very patient, very patient. We're glad they are. We glad, we're glad they are, and we're glad they may know a bus driver. Hey, yeah, <laughs> so send them we, our way. So we ask them, please go, please be a bus driver, and uh, the training is available. Um, even at Tech, we have staff that's available. We've grabbed some teachers to do some routes this year. Um, substitutes to do some routes and, and other staff. Well, that's great. Is there anything that I missed about our transportation department that happens every day and maybe we don't know about it? Well, one of the secrets is that um, I have a boss, uh, Glenn Mikulski, and then we have a Shout boss. Shout out, Glenn. <laughs> He's in the room. And then we have Joe Prater that's our director. Shout out, Joe. And then Russ Hester that takes care of us all. Shout out, Russ. Because uh, there's some issues. Sometimes we go to the top and sometimes we're very patient. There's definitely some challenges, I'm sure, day to day with logistics and getting students different places. So we're glad you're here. We've glad, we're so glad that you're a part of our team. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Tech Times podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to like us on social media.